in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the only true and living God. Amen. You may be seated. Well, you've heard it many times. I've heard it too. The old saying is that the road to hell is paved with good intentions. I don't know exactly what that means. But thanks be to God that good intentions by sinners are not the way to heaven. No matter how good our intentions, we are still sinners. But we are also saints. But only by the grace of God through faith. We are at the same time sinners and saints, lest we think there is something unusual about the tension that exists in us because we are at the same time sinners and saints. Listen to what St. Paul said himself in Romans 7. I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. Does that fit you? Many times it fits me. Oh Lord, why do I keep thinking and saying and doing these things that I don't want to do? I don't intend to do these things, Lord. They are not my intentions, but my intentions are not what God looks at when my account with Him is called forward. Thanks be to God that He looks at His Son when he settles my account. Shortly after his baptism, as you heard, John the baptizer declared Jesus to be the Lamb of God come to take away the sin of the world a couple of Sundays ago. Jesus' ministry had begun as the Savior of the world, and with the beginning of Jesus' ministry came radical change. Radical change change. That radical change began with all sin being captured into Jesus' body. All sin would be punished and paid for with Jesus suffering and bleeding and dying on a Roman cross. Jesus died for the sins of the whole world. And with his resurrection, the wages that we receive for sin, that is death, was put on short notice. The wedding at Cana today seems so simple and inconsequential. But when Jesus commanded the water to become wine, something unique and different happened within nature. There was a reversing of order in this sinful fallen world. Sin's strong grip on nature was loosened. The drive shaft of sin that drove the gears of death slowed. They would slow even more and maybe even stop three years later when Jesus was raised from the dead. As the water became wine at Jesus' command, the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms received their first sign of the coming of the end. Even the chief steward of the wedding feast noticed a radical change when he said, quoting, everyone serves the good wine first. 
And when the people have drunk freely, then the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. End of the reading. For you see, the feast had been going on for a good while, maybe even for several days, when the wine ran out. The good intentions of the host and the chief steward had failed for whatever reason when they ran out of wine. A social blunder was about to be made public. The wedding family would be embarrassed publicly. The whole community would know. There was no more wine to make the heart merry. But unbeknownst to all except Mary, the bridegroom of the eternal wedding feast was in attendance. The marriage feast, you see, was in Jesus' hands. So Jesus commanded that some of the world's water become wine, water that he had cleansed when he was baptized, water enough to fill six stone jars used for ritual washings, also known as baptisms. This water became wine. Not just any wine, mind you, but the best of wine. This was Jesus' first miracle. A sign was given by the Lamb of God of things to come. He began to reveal His divine glory. Then... In those days, after seeing this miracle, we're told, his disciples believed in him. Now, in our time, we believe in him. And he continues to make his glory known today in various signs. And one of those signs, dear ones, is you. You. He manifests his glory now in you. Radically changed as you are by Christ with his baptismal water from the font and the word of his command. You are one of the signs Christ gives to the world now. He has told his servants what to do with water concerning you. Just as he told the servants what to do with water concerning the people at the wedding feast in Cana. He commands his servant his pastors, to pour the holy waters of baptism on you, to cleanse you from sin and fill you to the brim. Clay jars that you are. Fill you to the brim with the Holy Spirit. You are His clay pots. So even though you fail in your good intentions most of the time, a radical change has taken place in you. Christ has changed you radically with word and water and wine. Your sins are forgiven. You live the baptismal life, the repentant life, the forgiven life. Oh, dear ones. Oh, dear ones. Forgiveness is a wonderful thing. You know it, and I know it. Forgiveness is a wonderful thing. And it is your God-given faith that reveals this radical change even to you. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. You believe in Jesus just as the disciples believed in Him. The great exchange 
took place. Christ took your sins and gave you his righteousness. The great reversal continues. Sin and death and the devil have no lasting power over you. They are on their way out. They do, they do not have lasting power over creation even. As creation groans as in childbirth for the day of Christ's coming again. Christ commanded water to become wine. And here today at the Lord's table, he commands wine to be his blood. He invites you to his wedding feast that lasts into eternity. Come to the feast. Come to the feast. Jesus has invited you. He has changed baptismal water into wine here today. Come to the marriage feast of the Lamb of God, the wine that pours from the side of God's host, last forever. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Please stand.